then you have to make decisions like, okay, do we want to provide medical service or do we want to start chopping limbs off? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, dude, I played Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress on the regular. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right up that alley. Losing is fun. I got dips on the robot. <laughs> robot with legs? Yeah, I'm waiting to yeah, see where that goes. Or the gun is gun with legs. On the other. The gun with <laughs> legs. Gun with awesome. Legs. <laughs> that is fantastic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 36th episode of the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. I am Al. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle will not be joining us, as you can tell. It fucked up our entire flow. Um, but he is uh, at work tonight. But we are joined by somebody special. A surprise return. I am Travis. Woohoo! Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Travis. Oh, what's, up? what's up, fellas? What's going on, brother? How have you been? I have been pretty freaking good, to be honest. Good. Uh, lots of really good things going on. Uh, life has kind of taken me in a little bit of a different direction since the last time, uh, you know, last time I was on here. So very happy about that. That's good. And, uh, yeah. So I'm just, uh, I'm very excited to be back and, uh, chat some games with you guys. It's good to have you back. Man. Good to have Thank you, you back. Thank I'm glad you. you're, ex- I'm glad you're doing well and, and life is good. Um, yeah, I'll just say, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm waiting for certain things and see what happens. <laughs> yep. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah. How you been, Nick? I, I know you got a, bon- a bunch to talk about you and Travis uh, as we, we move forward. But, uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, just, just, one, it feels like it's been forever. Like <laughs> it, it kind of <laughs> has. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> you, had the, you had the Christy Marks interview, which was like totally awesome. Go back and watch. Thank listen you. To it. Anyone who hasn't uh, done that already, that was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Actually, geez, I should have, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, our last episode. For those that did hear it, I, I actually got to uh, sit down and chat with Christy Marks, who is a former game designer at Sierra, but she also has a ton of screenwriting credits. Like she worked on GI Joe. She's the creator of gem and the holograms. She's, uh, uh, she did the, uh, the main, she was like the main story writer and editor for Conan, the adventurer, which was my favorite cartoon growing up. And, um, just an all around badass, like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, I walked away from that interview going, that woman could kick somebody's ass. Like, she's just, <laughs> she has such a, a determined and and wickedly creative attitude. It was just very cool to hear, I mean, all the stuff she's done, the stuff she's been through, the people that she's worked with. I mean, some real legends, not just in the gaming industry, but, I mean, this is why you guys got to listen to the interview. She actually wrote comic storyboards for Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Like, oh, that's awesome. Dude, she's a legend. So if you haven't heard our previous episode, the Christy Marks interview, you got to go back and check that out. She was incredible, and I hope to be, you know, I hope she has something to promote in the next few months because I'd love to talk to her again. She was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Super kicking. Uh, but, yeah, catching up over the past month or so, um, 
so still playing a lot of Sea of Thieves that actually hit year one. Uh, so wow. games like still kicking, doing good. Got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Uh, they got the arena coming up at the end of April here, which is kind of like their their new PvP. Like it's always mm-hmm. been PvP, but this is kind of a very concentrated, like a focused. PvP. I wouldn't say it's battle royale, but it's 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 yeah, very it much all... like <laughs> instead of like sailing fifteen minutes to try and find someone to shoot at, you're going to be shooting you know within. Now there's going to be ninety nine of you in a small <laughs> pond. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Everybody's in rowboats. <laughs> No, but uh, but it, it's it's doing good, and yeah, you know, having a blast with that. Um, it looks like they've added playing, a ton. Oh yeah, the, I mean they they've added so much. Like if you haven't t- uh, poked your head in since uh, launch, they've put in so much. I mean, you got sharks, you got skeleton ships, you got a totally new volcano zone, a um, whole bunch of new cosmetics, a uh, whole bunch of great stuff. And you know, like you know, if anything, now is like the best time uh, than ever to you know begin to jump in, and or maybe at the end of April. Again, when they put in this arena and they got a whole new like campaign story mode that they're going to be putting in, I think soon after called Tall uh, Tall Sales. So, like, I'm going to have tales, to check that out. Yeah. All right, can can I say something real quick about Go this ahead. whole thing? Yeah, I don't understand why we can't get these open world survival ish games like this from the beginning. Like every single one of these that comes out is like, yeah, we're going to give you the bare, absolute bare bones at the very beginning. And then maybe in six months to a year, we're going to make this game insane. Yeah, I, like, I will agree with that. Like the, the state it's in now is what it really should have launched with in the yeah. first place. Like, like you know, obviously, yeah, I was sticking with it because it was kind of you kind of make your own fun with it a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, like at the very beginning, it was pretty barren in terms of you know stuff to do. And, you know, like, you know, all the extras, so to speak. Now it's like, yeah, the world feels very much alive. And, you know, it's like there's a whole bunch of things on the sea, you know, the sharks and the skelly ships now and whatnot. Uh, even like the, the foggy shroud that kind of moves and it, just, it gives like this cool atmospheric thing to it. It's like this, most of this should have been tried to have been in at launch, but I, I'm going right. to guess, you know, right. without, you know, without knowing it for sure, but I'm going to guess it had something to do with like Microsoft, like saying like, you got to get something out the door. Oh, I'm sure they day. ran out of time. Oh, and, probably. Yeah. Know, so it was like, I, okay, I think it's a like, mix of all like... out. Yeah. And, and that's what we got at launch. And then over yeah. the, you know, the past, you know, year, it was, you know, they've been able to add this stuff and then here we are. I mean, all things considered, I think to your question, Travis, this is a good example of it. I think, you know, they release a framework and it becomes pretty obvious whether or not that framework is going to work. And I think everybody that played Sea of Thieves, myself included, said the tools are there. Like, it works great. It was fun, you know, for a night to, to tool around with Nick like, you know, Kyle and I did. We had a really good time. You know, the physics worked great. It, it wasn't real buggy. It was just, you know, there wasn't much to do, but what was there was solid. Like... Aside from the connection issues, I think on day one, I, I do remember we had a pretty solid handful of hours of fun, like didn't run into any, any glitches, and I mean, so I guess they 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 got the engine out there without uh, much of a car around it, but it did work well. Um, and I, I yeah, think... Should... Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead, finish up. But no, but I, I think to your point, I, I, I feel that I don't like the trend that I do see, which is that is becoming the norm where right. we're getting very incomplete games at launch and then, you know, they get better. Um, I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit more on my turn, but like, granted, it's not a survival game, 
But when you look at the the slew of AAA games that have been complete disappointments, Fallout 76, uh, Anthem, which I you know I was hot on for like two days, and then I realized like <laughs> shit, there really ain't much to do. And then it started shutting off my computer, so I said fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's just what I need. My new freaking super PC, fucking bricked like they did PS4s. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then then the Division Two hits, and the Division Two, in my opinion, is a wicked solid release. And I've never really been into shoot 'em ups and and team shooters and looter shooters. Uh, but this one's doing it right, I think. And it's just another example of, yeah, you can release a full game and not have to tack stuff on later. So I'm hoping it serves as kind of an example. But but you could make the argument that Division 2 is basically built on the backbone of Division yes. 1, which 100%. failed completely horribly. <laughs> true. 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 And no, that that's very true. Bad one at launch too. Yeah, that's true. But like My thing is, you know, Okay, yeah, we get this. We get this kind of framework. We get this uh, this decent engine coming up when they release a game such as like No Man's Sky or Ark or yeah. um, or Sea of Thieves. But why are they not doing this like in a more early access style instead of charging people sixty dollars for bare yeah. bones? That's, no, that's insane. That's a good question. That's that to me. That just I don't know. It's mind blowing to me that people buy into that when they know how it is already and they steep they they still keep doing it. I don't, well, know. I don't know. I think some of that lies on the publishing companies too, because they push it as a complete game. Like, oh, this is just what True. you're seeing in beta, and True. it's the way to way to release. And then we've been fed that line a lot. But I think you know, I think if it's one thing this year has taught us with Fallout 76 and Anthem, is I think gamers as a whole are going to be a lot more wary about this now. I mean, shit, I know I will be. Um, there's going to be very few games, AAA or not, that I'm going to be getting on the day of release. It just probably won't happen. But you know, we've been saying that for like the past ten years. Yeah. Ever since every every crap show that comes out, said people has been saying, "Oh, I'm never going to reserve again. I'm not going to buy EA again." I just don't. They still do it. But I don't think there has been as spectacular a shit show as there was in the past few months. I think this True. really True. stood out. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I think it's, you know, it, it is getting worse and worse. Like, you know, like, yes, yeah, you know, it's been going on for years, but it was always limited to, like, maybe, like, one game out of the year might hit that, you know, yep. horrible mark. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's like, but it was never really enough to say, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do, you know, ever get from them again. But I have noticed, like, over the past couple of years, like, more and more of, like, the gaming circles I've been in are starting to say exactly that, like, like, you know, like I'm feeling very disappointed by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, you know, and definitely, you know, and we've kind of like talked about this in our previous podcast where it's like, you know, the gaming industry as a whole could be at a breaking point of like, not only is how they produce stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, obviously they're, they're, they're pushing their teams like to the very edge of the breaking point. There's always that, you know, that, that launch crunch and all that. Sure. But apparently, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming too reliant. Like uh, there, uh, uh, there was an article just, uh, I think just today in Kotaku, uh, talking about, uh, talking about Anthem, uh, and like they were very dependent on that, you know, quote unquote, Bioware magic to come through in the clutch. And it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, um, uh, I always refer to the things like if you're constantly at red alert, yeah, it's not red alert. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and that's, and if you're constantly in crunch, 
that's not crunch. That that that's something completely different. You're yeah. just like wearing your people out. Right. And I think, yeah, I think you see that with Anthem and in BioWare's case, Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. I mean, that's two yes. huge misses, one after the other. So, yeah, just interesting, interesting stuff. But, yep. Uh, what's everybody been playing? Um, well, I personally have been actually playing a decent chunk of games, uh, more than Ooh. I think I'm used to talking about uh, whenever I was on uh, on the Retro Rents. Yes, um, my tally is up to actually four, which Ooh. is uh, very uncommon for me. <laughs> um, I am uh, currently, uh, for, as far as the, the new stuff that I'm playing, um, I'm pretty addicted to Final Fantasy XIV. Is that the um, online one? Yes. I haven't played that uh, it actually has one of the better crafting systems out there. Ooh, and I know I, you likes the craft. Right. And I, I am like all about crafting when it comes to MMOs and final fantasy 14 really does it right. Um, probably one of the best, if not the best crafting system out there right now. Um, better than you know, EQ two. I would say I put it on par with EQ two. Oh, I'm interested now. Um, it's because it's more game like, is more like subsystem like rather than just click craft click craft click craft. Ooh. Uh, so you know there's there's balance involved in it, which is really cool. I'm very interested now. Yeah, there's a there's actually a free trial going on now if you want to check it out. Um, I can shoot you the the URL. I think for I got it. A, a code in a Twitch Prime one month for. Oh it. yeah, yeah, you can use that. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you if you do start a character on there, if you if you uh, start it up and. Uh, you know, play for a little bit. Start on uh, Behemoth. That's the server I'm on. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll let you know. Cool. Um, and uh, to counteract the nothing but crafting of Final Fantasy XIV, I have been playing uh, Elder Scrolls Online as well. Mm, uh, I love it. Which is, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, it, the crafting the best, sucks. Yeah, but it's the best theme <laughs> park ever. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Uh, the combat's really fun. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting a bit deeper in that. I'm not very far. I think my my one my top level character is only ten, mm-hmm. but uh, it's still it's still a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that you know it stays fun throughout the the rest of the. I, you're adventure. in for a treat. the The lore and story in that is insane to the point where one of the po- podcasts that I'm completely addicted to is all about ESO lore. It's called the Lore Seekers Podcast. Okay, and they they do chunks every week. They go over like one specific facet of the game and they talk about it for an hour and their jibs and cash, the hosts, their knowledge of Tamriel lore is just amazing. And it's like, if you're kind of eh, into ESO, by the time you finish an episode of that, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I got to go in there and find this. <laughs> like it just immediately pushes you into the lore of the game. It's very cool. That is cool. Yeah, I've actually been listening to uh, tales of Tamriel lately. Um, I mm-hmm. listened to a few episodes of that going up to uh, up to Boston, and uh, that's a, that's a good one as well. Uh, cool. One of the guys that's part of uh, Good for Gaming does that cast, uh, Lotus Lotus of Doom. Oh, Lotus! Uh, All right, I gotta yeah, check he's that on out. That one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, let's see what else have I been doing? Uh, as far as my retro stuff, uh, I've been uh, back into PS2 gaming like crazy, like usual. Nice. Um, first game I've been playing through is uh, Shining Force Neo. Which that. it's not when you hear Shining Force, you think of you know strategy RPG. Strategy RPG. This is an action RPG that is completely not at all related to the other Shining games, as far as I can tell. 
Mm. Um, it does have two characters in there, Max and Kane, which are the hero and the antagonist of the um, original Shining Force game. Uh. But I don't think it really has anything to do with it. Other than a name drop. Right, right. Disappointing. Yeah. I mean, the game's not bad, but it definitely does not feel like a Shining series game whatsoever. No, they're just playing on the name to sell copies. I don't like that. Well, I mean, there's there's a whole Shining line of games. I mean, there's there's probably like well, that's 15 or so games in that line. Yeah, um, that's true. But when you think of Shining Force, you want Shining Force. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but whatever. It's it's all right. It's right. I'm still having fun playing it. Uh, it's a game that I haven't beaten yet, so mm-hmm. I'll keep digging until I'm done. Cool. Um, and then finally, uh, I have been playing a whole boatload of uh, Disgaea. I, nice. I, I have finally beat the game. Oh, really? Finally. Yeah, Way so I finally go. beat it. Uh, and I will be... Uh, I'm actually in the middle of a uh, a stupid challenge to get myself up to level 9,999 with one of my characters. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm kind of I'm learning a lot about the game and how things work by by doing that, which is good because I'm going to start playing the second one soon, and that knowledge will help. No, that's true. Um, plus, I suck at strategy RPGs, so this really? is just helping me get better. Oh yeah, I'm terrible at them. Dude, I if love you them, beat this guy, so you didn't. If you beat this guy, you don't suck at strategy RPGs. Uh, dude, I leveled up a ninja who can't be hit by anything. Like literally, he was not getting hit by anything whatsoever. That's called and strategy. He was, the, he was the only character I brought out during the final battle. <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> like he's so fast i can't but strategy even games is using your exploits to the best of your ability that is true it is true but uh okay. yes yeah, so that's uh that's been it for me how about you guys um well i, I mentioned before i've been playing a bunch of division two uh which i'm thoroughly enjoying i've played uh Actually, the other night, me and uh, Holy Headshot played for a while. Uh, Chris from uh, Everyday... Well, you'd be the host of Everyday Gamers. Um, played with him for a while. Uh, Robopig was on with us for a bit. And um, we had a lot of fun there. Um, but I've mainly been soloing. And I find that I can solo. And in the weirdest way, I'm actually good at this game. Which kind of shocks me. Because I normally suck at shooters. But... um. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I don't play a ton, but I'm level 15, uh, so I'm halfway to the max level, and I'm thoroughly enjoying the story, and what I think I love most about it is all the dynamic events. It's kind of what I was always hoping Red Dead 2 was going to be, where, like, I could be walking towards a mission, and all of a sudden, I see, uh, you know, one of the street gangs of DC is about to execute a hostage, you know, do a public execution, so I just, you know, dash off to the side alley and sneak up and ambush them. And now it's just like, oh, thanks, and gives you a little reward. And, you know, you get some faction points. But it was just a random dynamic event. Uh, other times I'm just escorting groups, coming back with food and supplies, making sure they don't get attacked. And I don't know. It just kind of gets me into the RP of it a little bit. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then on the retro side... um. I've actually gone back and I've been working on my, I guess, yearly playthrough of the Quest for Glory series. I'm like halfway through Quest for Glory 2. Uh, and I've also, I mean, granted it's not retro because it's a new game, but I've been playing a whole bunch of the spiritual successor to that series, which is called Hero U by Transolar Games, 
which is run by Lori and Corey Cole, who are the original designers of the Quest for Glory series. And um, fun fact, I'm actually talking to their publicist. We're working on setting up an interview, and the Coles are going to be the next interview uh, on the podcast, which I'm really, really excited about. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Stay stay tuned. As I get more details and we firm up the dates and stuff, we'll uh, we'll let you know. But I'm incredibly excited. That's been one of my favorite series since I was a kid, and I just look uh, forward to not just picking their brains about that, but I, I am enjoying Hero U to the same degree. I'm really, really loving it, and I'm hoping that that game just turns out to be the first in another you know epic RPG adventure series. So we'll see. Cool. Um, and then on the TV end, I actually just watched a movie I think you would love, Nick, that's on Netflix called Outlaw King. Oh. Uh, and it's about Robert DeBruce. And oh. It's a, it's a Netflix original movie. Stars uh, Chris Pine as Robert DeBruce. And um, he actually, I, didn't, I thought he'd be a terrible pick, but he's perfect for the part. And... Um, uh, what's his face? Stephen Delane plays King Edward. Uh, Thomas Jefferson from John Adams and Stannis okay. Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Wow. Um, it's a stellar cast, and I really enjoyed the movie. had great battle scenes. It was, I think, as historic, historically accurate as a dramatized movie could be. I thought they did a very good job. And uh, it was just a damn good movie, so I highly recommend Outlaw King on Netflix. If you enjoyed Braveheart... This is kind of the, well, what came after uh, they chopped him up? Because that happens within the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, uh, is, that, is that how it starts, basically? <laughs> it, well, it basically, uh, it starts with Bruce, you know, um, the the failed Scots Rebellion, where they all, uh, Wallace, you know, has been defeated at Falkirk, and all the nobles are now swearing fealty to Edward. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, like what triggers Bruce into action is one of the, uh, you know, English nobles that's staying in the area rides into uh, Bruce's city with William Wallace's leg to show them that they found him and they, they cut him to pieces and that spurs Bruce into action. Not exactly how it went down, but it's part of it. And uh, like I said, it's very good. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know if that's your thing, Travis, but I, Nick, I know you'll absolutely love it. So good stuff. I'll definitely check it out. Well, con- considering that uh, my my clan, my Irish clan, is uh, supposedly descended from a an eighth century uh, Celtic warlord. Oh, I definitely do have some interest in it. Okay, have at it <laughs> there then. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's very good. I liked it a lot. I have no proof of that, but that's what I've heard. Hey. I'll take what I can get. I know yeah. on my my grandmother's side, uh, one one of my 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 ancient relative is of the Mitchell clan who fought against the the Scottish king that sided with uh, England at one point, and they rebelled against him. And yeah, we were a bunch of miscreants. It was great. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's what I've been playing and watching. Like I said, Division Two, and then working on my Quest for Glory playthrough up. I'll go more in depth in that uh, thanks to an idea of Travis. I'll do that a little bit later in the cast. But that's definitely a game I could gush about. So, Yeah. All right, Nick, you mentioned some Sea of Thieves. What else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a game called uh, Frostpunk. I, I have that one. I haven't played it yet. 
Oh, it, it, it's, it's, I'd say it's, it's kind of a surprise set because I don't think it was advertised too much. And I think I remember seeing it at a PAX like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Finally got around to playing it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Basically, the, you know, the, the premise is, you know, uh, you know, it's steampunk, but it's set in kind of like this apocalypse alternate, you know, past future, whatever you want to call it. And the whole, you know, globe ice is over. It's like some new ice age. Ooh. So basically, you know, you're, you're, you're the mayor of the town that is surviving around like a heat, you know, the, uh, like a coal fired, you know, steam generator. So that's where, that's where kind of the steampunk element comes in. <clears throat> and so you have to like build it out and then, but you also have to make these like critical decisions along the way. So, you know, there, there's several like, um, I don't know. The best way to describe it is like a survival sim city <laughs> almost. Oh, okay. And, and very, very brutal because you're, you're fighting like the cold elements. So you have to manage the generator, obviously, you're you're chucking you know coal into it all the time, but that's eating up your coal reserves, and so you have to balance like maybe I shut it off for the night, and everyone kind of like freezes, and you possibly get frostbite. So then you have to make decisions like, okay, do we want to provide medical service or do we want to start chopping limbs off? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it starts. You know, it, it gets a little dark. I wouldn't say it's as dark as um. Like if you've ever heard of this war of mine, like don't ever play that game. <laughs> oh really? It's not that level of it, but uh, but again, you're you're, you're kind of making all these decisions. And you're you're quickly trying to rapidly build up and like manage all the people, and then you know, uh, and it's just like a rapid kind of resource management on all levels, both in terms of like not only like raw resources, but like heat and you know, kind of morale and whatnot. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. Well, now you got me really interested. I've had that sitting in my list for for quite some time and I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. So I think I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely recommend it. Like be prepared to like, it, it took me a little bit to like get the rhythm of like, okay, I, you know, this is, a, you know, it does have like kind of a sequence to start off with. And then okay. once you're into it, then it's like, okay, then, then you can kind of choose like, you know, do I want to go this path, you know, of technology or, and, or, uh, kind of, um, uh, social status of of, of the the town huh. you're you're running, or go the other direction, um, but yeah, it, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I, I, you know, just be prepared to fail. Like failure, this, this is one of those games that you will fail a lot to try and succeed. Uh, dude, I played Dwarf Dwarf Fortress on the regular. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right up that alley. Losing is fun. Losing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that, that's about all the you know the real time outside of like my usual like Sea of Thieves, World of Warships still. Um, but I'm I'm gonna be uh, probably looking to jump back into Borderlands. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, mm, you know, that's right. Jump jumping a little bit ahead, but you know, obviously, Pax announced uh, the Gearbox at this panel announced uh, Borderlands three. So I'll probably oh. be jumping into doing some Borderlands one and two, which getting yes. are getting a remaster. And I believe uh, if you have it on Steam, you're getting those for free. Correct. Yeah, if you already own it, you, you will get all the updates for free. So it's going to get all this new remastering. It's going to look, you know, it's going to look great. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to replay through that. Just kind of re- re- refresh myself. I think tomorrow, which will be April the third. So whenever we get this out, but uh, I think April the third, they're having the. Uh, I want to say the official announcement for when the release date for Borderlands Three might be. Okay. Uh, that seems to be the going going thing. Um, and, but I think also tomorrow is when they also release the remastered version. So, um, oh shit! By the by, the time people hear this, if you own it already, you can uh, download it and get the remastered version of one, two, and uh, the pre sequel, which I think was part of like you know extension of two. That's awesome. Well, I'll have to 
get this out tonight, and then your statement will be very accurate. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, uh, movie wise, I actually watched a, a little, I'd say it's like a B movie. I love uh, but, this movie. But if you're a fan of Bruce Campbell, Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Bubba Hotep. It is so good. I love this movie. Like, I'm, I'm, I remember, like, it was advertised so long ago and I never got around to watching it, but I saw, it was, I think it was on, I watched it on Amazon and it's like, oh, yes, Bruce. Like, I mean, I can't put down a yeah, good you, Bruce Campbell. You, you can't, know. you can't avoid a good Bruce Campbell movie. No. <clears throat> and it, I mean, it's full on B movie, but man, it, it is classic Bruce Campbell. And I love yeah, it. it's basically, basically like Elvis in a retirement home, uh, with like kind of reincarnation, reincarnation of, of, uh, President Kennedy, <laughs> and they're they're fighting this 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 uh, mummy that's been like sucking the life out of like all the the, the old home uh, <laughs> retirement home <laughs> inhabitants. If, if you're listening yeah. and this sounds insane, I'll just say this: Kyle has probably seen it, and you all know how he feels about Evil Dead. It's one of his favorite movies. If you like that kind of silliness, you got to see this movie. Oh, it, yeah. It's Bruce Campbell. Someone just said, "Hey." Can you do us a favor and be Bruce Campbell for two hours? Uh, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that now. It is it is so good. <laughs> Absolutely is. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Now I know what I'm doing tonight while there I edit <laughs> and get this out. I'll be watching Bubba Hotep. <laughs> um. All right, so that's kind of what we've been up to and, and getting back up to speed with how Travis has been. Uh, obviously, it's been a very, very crazy week and weekend in video gaming. Um, one of the things we want to highlight now is PAX East. I, I know I mentioned on the past two episodes or so I wasn't going to be able to go because they were planning a release for my job uh, for work. And that wound up falling through at the last minute. So I still had to sit home while the boys had fun, but they represented pretty well. And uh, I'm actually very excited to hear about all the stuff you saw, guys, because I've kind of been, you know, away from my PC most of the weekend. I was very busy, and I didn't really want to spoil any of the surprises um, that you guys might reveal. So I actually haven't even read much about PAX. I mean, obviously, I know about Borderlands 3. I couldn't, you know, couldn't avoid that if I tried. But um, so, yeah, I'd be very interested to hear uh, what you guys saw and what some of your highlights were. All right. Why don't you take this one first off? I'll go after all right, yeah. So, so as the veteran PAX guys, you know, I went all four <laughs> days, and my God, I don't feel my legs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, do I always love going to PAX. Um, I think this is the—I I, want to say this is the first year they're doing four days at PAX East. I think Prime has been doing for like two or three years now, uh, but I think I want to say this is the first year that East was doing it. Um, so you know, I, I started on Thursday. Uh, super chill on Thursday. Like, you know, if I do it again, I'll probably won't do all four days again. <laughs> I'll probably like kind of break, break it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, Thursday was super chill. Uh, like almost no crowds. And it was actually like the perfect day to try and go and like do almost everything. Um, uh, granted I walked around and did like a lot of filming and like, you know, I had my camera with me and whatnot. Um, Ooh. but, uh, the oh, real quick, section. if you're going to put that yep. up on YouTube or Twitch, let me know. Like, put it in the Discord. Yeah, we will do. I'll put it in the links for this episode when we publish it. I think people would love to see that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I did a little bit of a preview last night of just, like, just the floor footage. Um, 
didn't really have too much game footage itself. Like, you know, like the following days, like all the, all the equipment is like, that's a fairly heavy. It's also me practicing with it. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw up, uh, I'll throw up like a vid link or something uh, from uh, my stream yesterday. Um, but yeah, like the indie section, I, I always love the indie section no matter what, but it definitely felt a lot bigger than previous years. Um, and a lot of cool games in there. It felt like there's a big kind of, uh, uh, kind of push for these retro looking games. So I had kind of like these pixel looking, uh, games Ooh. in, in, um, like, uh, I'm going to start going through these cards here that I have in front of me, but basically a uh, star renegade was one. That looks looked so pretty, cool. It was kind of like an RPG style set up to that. That looked pretty cool. I want didn't get to play bad. it. Didn't get to play it, but it, it looked awesome. I definitely want to see like more of that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Eagle Island. Uh, so like, yeah, so, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but basically the angry video game nerd was there. He had like an entire, like, I guess he has like a booth or oh, a, wow. a, a gaming, uh, uh, dev team. Like, I don't know if it's you necessarily know, under him, but he, he like works with them. Um, a lot of cool stuff there. So they had funny out of a game called Eagle Island. Um, <laughs> And a few others, you know, again, very retro looking, you know, and, and looked really, really awesome. Um, so, like, check those out. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Uh, Dedalic has a, had a lot of games there. Look pretty cool. Let's oh, see. yeah. Uh, one of them I already p uh, played. Uh, the Long Journey Home, I've played that. That's a fun one. Uh, they had some other ones that looked good. Barrow Trauma It's kind of like a space survival uh, oh. 2D side scroller that looked really good several other ones um a lot of vr vr is like you know vr is making a, a yes. huge push these days that's uh, what i've heard on a few casts is, is there's a big vr presence in comparison to previous years exactly and uh oh, there it is uh in one game called kai uh kaisuo k-a-i-s-u-o uh basically it was like a vr game but it was like a kind of a puzzle solving almost like mist like you know it's kind of like you think mist but in vr um, oh, kind fun. of like, you know, up updated text. So, you know, you were like, you know, turning cranks and, you know, doing all these puzzles and whatnot. And it looked really, really cool. Oh, that sounds um, really great. So like, you know, if I ever get, you know, I, I, I am like on the border of getting a VR headset. <laughs> oh, like, it's... I, I, I just got to make the dive. I've, I've already told him that's all I want for Father's Day is <laughs> a Rift, the Oculus Rift. I, nice, I got to yes. borrow, I got to borrow Luke's back in December uh, when I got the new PC and it is phenomenal. It's the best experience I've had in video gaming since I played my first video game. Yeah, it's it's so it, it seriously does revolutionize the whole feeling of of gaming. Yeah. The only problem is it's just it's still nowhere close to being utilized as well as it could be. It's getting there though. Um It's getting closer. Rift and I think Sony are sneaking leaks that I think the next version of their headsets are going to be wireless. Oh, nice. Which that should be cool. You know, I, think, I think Rift has one already. Um, it's, it's a new... You have to like, like the module in addition to whatever Oh, it is. okay. Uh, but they, okay. they do have a wireless version. Yeah, I mean, that's that to me was like... It was not a huge hang-up by any means, but it was, it was a minor pain in the ass. But I'm also shitty with my wires, so it'd be a mess <laughs> whether I have VR or not. But um, yeah, no, that's all I want for Father's Day, man. I, I, I was using it. Believe it or not, I was playing the the Creed boxing game, and I was actually using that for daily exercise. 
and it was working holy shit was it working that will make you sweat but yeah that's awesome if you could man um any games that you saw noteworthy on those cards send them to me because i would like to i would like to reach out to the developers especially the indie retro ones and oh um, yeah absolutely queue them up see if they want to do some interviews maybe we can get some preview copies and check some of these out as they get further along yeah it'd be cool yeah, no, I'd love to. So yeah, just uh, throw that in the Discord when you get a chance, and I'll do some homework. Will do. <clears throat> so that was that was your highlights. Uh, yeah, amongst other things, uh, I went through a lot of panels, uh, kind uh-huh. of like content creator stuff. So you know, getting my learn on for like you know doing stream stuff, doing you know more stuff with the podcast here. And, Good for you. And uh, and then uh, hanging out with a whole bunch of people. You know, uh, had some viewers from my own stream stop by. Uh, oh, awesome. like a war gaming event so it, it was it was nice to like see them in person and, you know wave say hi and catch up a little bit obviously uh running into uh the kyle at least yeah i wish i was there because i wanted to to organize kind of a get-together between us and uh i know captain mike and uh glovebox were both at pax glovebox was actually in, he was a pax enforcer and he was in the classic gaming room where like all the okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the the rental, the classic rentals. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah, he was in there, and uh, so yeah, sorry, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't go, and, and uh, I, they, I know they wound up getting busy anyway, so they probably wouldn't be able to hook up with us this time around. But I, I would definitely like to go next year and hook up with them and some other podcasts that I'm, you know, we're becoming pals with that that push us and and uh, some listeners too, you know, like our our buddy Al was there, Al Vogue that came on and did a a cast with us the one night. Um, he was uh, doing a lot of the the board gaming and card gaming. Um, so yeah, it's man, that sounds awesome. Did you get to talk to anybody, Nick? Like developer wise? Uh, uh, basically, like when they were in their booths a little bit, just you know, talking about their games. Um, let's see, I wonder if they have their card. Oh, there we go. Uh, Tribes of Midgard was another one. It was like uh, in an early alpha state. Like basically, they had they had just finished putting it together in time for a demo version to have at PAX. Um, so they didn't even have all their stuff and they're basically, I think they're slated for sometime mid next year okay. as like an official release date, but basically it's a really, really cool concept. You're playing, uh, it's, I think it's a, up to a four player co-op. Uh, you're all part of this, like, you know, this Viking tribe and basically you're, it's a kind of top down, almost isometric and you're controlling your, your, uh, your warrior on screen and, you, and basically you go out and you collect re, uh, supplies there's a day-night cycle, so at night, like, animals and whatnot attack Ooh. your village. Uh, so you have to build up defenses or just fend <clears> them <throat> off. Uh, but then, like, there's a bigger threat of these huge giants, uh, like, from the mythos. So, like, the in, in the dem- it Exactly. So they actually had an ice giant uh, for their demo. They came in at, like, day four or five or something like that. And oh, so we're all, like, hacking away. And uh, that's like that kind of like the the premise behind it. Looked really cool. Uh, can't wait to see like more from these guys. Uh, they they were like really excited, um, and you know really jazzed. Like you know it was like <laughs> like they were really happy, ecstatic that the game was like working. Like I couldn't tell. Like, I know that feeling, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> it's like and, you know I, I compliment them. It's like th- this actually looks really really good, and, and it's like it and it seems to be working really well, especially for the fact that like apparently you put it together, you know, or got it up and running, you know, just in time for packs. So it's like I definitely yeah, want to see more. definitely definitely give me the name of them too, because I would love to to reach out to them. I think that's just from 
what you're saying. That sounds really fun and really interesting, and it might be a, a good one to keep our eye on and just, uh, again, maybe as they get closer and they want to talk about it more. I mean, because I, I love Norse Mythos. I could talk hours of that shit with anybody. And, um, yeah, I'm playing, uh, what is it, Viking Wolves of Midgard off and oh, on. Oh, nice. It's a, that's a fun Diablo-esque Viking action RPG. Nice. Um, yeah, I was enjoying that. So I'm I'm eager to see because it seems like thanks to Vikings on History Channel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, kind of a rebirth of it. Kind of a renaissance of, of Viking uh, lore and gaming. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Cool. Well, nice. Uh, what about you, Mister T? Um. Well, I honestly I can't remember the names of most of the games that I played. Uh, <laughs> The ones that do stick out, uh, I know this one's already released, but uh, My Time in Portia. Uh, Good game. Yeah, this one is definitely uh, my perfect game. Uh, it's basically, it, to me so far, it seemed like a 3D Stardew Valley. It's a pretty good assessment. Yeah, so that works for me because Stardew Valley is freaking awesome. So I might um, even have then, an extra key for that. I'll let you know. All right, yeah. Keep me posted. Um, and then also, uh, at the same booth, uh, at the team 17th booth, I tried a game called monster sanctuary, Ooh. which ended up, it, it turned out as almost like a sort of like a side scrolling Pokemon RPG type game, Interesting. Um, but it's a little, seemed a little more in depth. Whereas like Pokemon, you know, your, 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 your Pokemon can have different moves and everything that they evolve into and, right. um, but like with this, you can actually every monster that you get on your team can um, have their own their very own skill tree and their very their own spells and their own abilities oh. and everything. So it was uh it seemed really cool. I didn't get to play it all that much because I didn't want to you know be hogging up a machine. Um, but it seemed really really interesting. So I'm hoping that I can uh, uh, get my hands on that. There is a demo on Steam for that right right now. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to keep my eye out for it and hopefully pick it up as soon as that hits early access because it was what I did play of it was a blast. Monster Sanctuary. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna start bookmarking some of these. You hear that, Jeremy? You hear uh, that? Yeah, you hear that, Jeremy? That's, <laughs> that's, that's me this time, brother. That's Not me, me this time. time. Oh, that looks good. That looks yeah. real good. All right. And cool. I mean, the art styles. You know that classic. You know. I, I'm going to go with 12 bit because it's not exactly eight and it's not yeah, exactly it's, 16. So yeah. I'm going with 12. Um, like a master system, but better. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Uh, looks, uh, that yeah, looks so nice. There was that. Um, I did go to, ch I checked out a couple panels. Um, one was uh, how gaming has helped my family. Um, and it was oh, basically cool. mostly people. It was just filled with people who are gamers and whose kids are gamers and how they kind of use that to, you know, strengthen their family bond and everything, which is really cool. Um, and then uh, I also went to one about like strengthening your brand. It's called the audacity of hype. Uh, <laughs> That's a great they, name. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I'm, I mean, I, I don't have a brand personally, uh, but I am still doing the whole community management. But thing you're for part of one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing the whole community management thing for Good for Gaming still, and uh, you know, trying to use that to kind of help us, you know, branch out a little bit and see if we can get some more people, uh, you know, involved in the group and more people paying attention to what we're doing. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that. Uh, that's for sure. The food, the food was stupid expensive. 
I heard that. Uh, I heard it was crazy. Dude, I got a Gatorade and two hot dogs. It cost me $18. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you at all. You got you got to pay amusement park prices in the center. Fuck yep, that! I'll bring is. my own hot dog. It'd have been sitting there for two days in my suitcase. I don't give a fuck. Call the cops. Just heat it up by putting it under your armpit. Exactly. You got to have goals. Oh. <laughs> now it was uh, all in all, Pax was a lot of fun, but it was a very expensive trip. Um, and don't drive in Boston. That place sucks. Oh yep. Oh dude. <laughs> That's what it says, like, literally, um, I, I wiki voyage, you go to wikivoyage.org, I do that for every place I'm going to go to that I haven't been before, and it's literally in bold letters. Unless you live there, don't drive in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it was, it sucked. Yeah, B- Boston is an absolute nightmare. Like, it's, the city's so vertical, so, like, you know, you have, like, roads above you, roads below you, roads to the left, right, it's like, holy crap. Yeah, and like you yeah. can't stop yourself from getting from blocking the box. Like it's impossible. Oh yeah. And then of course you want to make a left turn, but you're in the middle lane and nobody, not a single soul will let you in. So you basically have to like get out of your car, go stand in front of them, leave your leg out there while you press the gas with your hand, and turn the wheel <laughs> just slightly so you can get into the lane. It's just it's so bad. So very, very bad. But yeah. the city is beautiful. The city is very beautiful. Um the hotel we stayed at was really nice. It was like, you know, had the lobby had like these ornate woodwork and stuff. Oh, cool! It was, really, it was nice. It was nice. Awesome. But yeah, I had a I had a good time. I'm I honestly don't know if I'll go back next year, but I probably will go back sometime. It it, mm. it all depends on just timing and finances and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if things work out for me the way I'm hoping they will, I definitely plan on going back or, or going. I should say for the first time. And mm-hmm. I'd love to go, you know, as the group of us, because you know me when it comes to whoring out projects. Um, I will, <laughs> I will have shirts made for us. And uh, what, what I'm really trying to do, and that, that's why, like, I was kind of bummed about not going. But one of the things I was kind of working on, if I was going to go, like, I reached out to Richard Garriott because I talked to him on Twitter. I was wondering if he was going to go because he lives in New York now. And okay. It, it just so happened that, like, you know, he had prior engagements. But I'd, I'd love to make it to where, you know, between now and next packs, some of the developers of these games that we're talking about, you know, I'd, I'd like to reach out to them and follow these games and, you know, talk to them a little more. And, you know, once uh, once packs gets closer, if they're going to show release stuff, it would be cool to be, you know, one of the, the cast that gets to get on the floor with them and, and talk about their game and, and uh, you know, let them let them go crazy with it you know like kind of like nick was saying you know I, I love when i get to see developers so excited to show off you know the stuff they've been working on so i definitely want to go next year and i am really really going to do everything i can to make that happen so we'll see we'll see what cool. happens yeah but uh, i'm glad you guys had a good time i'm glad you know nobody got hurt <laughs> Not not that you guys are the crazy party animals that your host <laughs> your host used to be. Uh, we always had a Nick to pull us out and drive us home. That's right. <laughs> God, we owe you lunches, man. That's all we gotta say. <laughs> we owe you a lot of lunches. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, um I'm glad you guys had a good time. 
and you've definitely got a list of games I plan on following up on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I would probably be spending 90% of my time in the indie panel because just the stuff that's coming out of these these companies, like these retro feel games, I mean, that's that's what we love. I mean, that, that's what I love. And the stuff they're doing with them is so interesting and such a cool take on, you know, stuff that you're just not going to see AAA games doing. You know, these people are taking some big risks. Like that one you showed me, Travis, uh, Kinseed. Oh, yeah. Man, am I watching how that one goes, because that's got huge potential. Yeah, that game looks so sick. Um, And it's a bit of a sidetrack, but have you played uh, Graveyard Keeper? I haven't played it yet. I'm sorry. Uh, I definitely, I, I need to play it, but I have not yet. Yeah, it's um, it's like Stardew Valley. It's more like Kinseed graphically, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Stardew Valley in concept, <laughs> except you're a graveyard keeper. <laughs> And it's awesome. Um, yeah, you'll. I think you'll like it. Anyway, it's only twenty bucks, so yeah, I might as well. I might as well just pick that up. It looks awesome, though. I think you can get it for free on Game Pass. I don't have Game Pass anymore. Oh, you don't? Okay. No, I did. I did just to play Forza for a couple months, but uh, once I stopped playing that, so you know, so uh, religiously, I stopped paying for Game Pass because yeah. that was the only thing on there that I really wanted. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's very cool. It's it's easily worth the twenty bucks. I gotta finish that one. Cool. I played about a quarter of the way through it. Very cool uh, concepts in that game. Anyway, sorry for the sidetrack. Um, all right. So that's our packs. Our packs take. Obviously, there's so much that has come out from that that I, I know people have beaten to death. Like I said, Borderlands Three. I think we're definitely gonna keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, Christ. That. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I, some of the complaints I've heard. It's like, oh, it just looks like more Borderlands. And my answer to that is, and? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and? That's what we've been asking and? for. The problem is, like, this is probably, like, it looks like they're going to do what we, you know, a lot of people hope these companies do, and that's give us a, a worthy sequel. Maybe it does a couple new things, but it, it doesn't go too crazy, and it, it just gives us more of what we want. And, you know, in the case of Borderlands, that's a good thing. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. I got dips on the robot. <laughs> robot with legs yeah I'm waiting to yeah, see the, where that goes or the gun is gun with legs awesome that is fantastic oh man yeah, it looks good but alright um, it is definitely uh, we have this no, movie trailer week and I totally agree <laughs> holy crap there is so much so much coming in the very near future um uh, I I didn't put the first one, and I'll be the first to tell you I haven't seen any of these movies. I know Aww. I'm missing out. I know I'm missing out. <laughs> and I gotta I'll watch. This. I mean, and they're full action flicks, but yeah, the, the John Wick three trailer. I think I dropped it actually about two weeks ago is when when I originally put this in. But yeah, it's looking sick. Yeah, I gotta watch the first two. Uh, my dad loves those movies, and he's actually a really good connoisseur of action flicks. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'd say it, it's worth it because it it actually has kind of this nice lore undertone, and then, yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves and the the, the whoever the stunt coordinator is like absolutely awesome with like I mean, all the fight scenes. Uh, it's like super top notch. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah, and then there's that, and then in about two months, uh, it was just recently announced they're doing. Uh, they're releasing Deadwood the movie, which is going to finally provide some closure uh, to the Deadwood series, which kind of 
it ended on a note it was a bit abrupt uh, for anybody that did watch the original series and I, this looks like it's going to tie together all the loose ends I'm excited because it was like one of my father-in-law's favorite shows and uh, he he's like he's the gruffiest like manly man guy and I, I <laughs> my, my wife was talking to him and I said yo pop I said you see they got a Deadwood movie coming the end of May he goes date night <laughs> so, so, him, so, so him awesome. and I are gonna go get a pizza and go see the Deadwood movie that comes out May thirty first. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, man, have you guys seen the trailers for the Pet Cemetery remake that hits this weekend? Uh, I I, I think I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Holy shit! Like in every review I have read. Has has said like, it's a, it prefaces with yes, it changes things from the book. I don't really give a shit about that. Um, but they're like this is one of them the genuinely it's the scariest Stephen King adaptation that that's been done. And if you saw it part one, that was pretty fucking creepy. Like the the it remake that was awesome. Um, yeah, is it, is it kind of like in that vein? Like, because yes. I'm always, I'm always leery when when suddenly like you know I say it, it, it for all intents and purposes a remake, uh, you know, comes out. I was like, is it gonna be good or are they just gonna like totally drive this thing into the ground because Hollywood likes to you know <laughs> rehash yeah, old stuff? From everything I've read in every review, I mean, I'm not seeing one bad take. The nice. only like real bad takes I've seen are from like. I'm part of a couple of Stephen King constant reader groups, and it's the same purist that bitched that the first It, you know, the It Part 1 remake sucked because they made it more modern day. Like, dude, that was, like, one of my favorite parts about it because, like, if they followed the book word for word, you know, one of the characters is scared to death of the Lawrence Talbot werewolf. Like, nobody's scared of that anymore. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, like, with, with older material, you have to somehow update it yeah. you know, to make it more relevant to modern audiences. Like, I have no problem with that. No, and it sounds like, I mean, they, they did change a major part in as far as the character of the child in the movie, but everything I read said this this girl absolutely nails it, and she is chilling. So I can't wait. I cannot wait. It looks great. Uh, John Lithgow is playing Judd, which has me completely excited. That's awesome. Yeah, you you know the character I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, from the first one, I forget the guy. I forget the guy's name, but the guy that played him in the first Pet Cemetery was uh, uh, Ute. What's a Ute? From uh, my cousin <laughs> oh, Joe Vinny. Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe no. Pesci. Oh, no, no, the, no, the judge. The judge. <laughs> the guy that's the judge. Yeah, I don't remember his name. But yeah, the guy that played the judge played Judd. And so John Lithgow is playing the same role, and it, it looks perfect. I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who we're dumping the kids off on, so my wife and I can go see this on Saturday <laughs> nice. or Friday. Can't wait. Um. All right, who put the next one? This might have been Kyle. <laughs> no, it's actually me. Uh, my um, wife is so... so excited for this, by the way. Dude, I cannot. Well, actually, it technically wasn't a trailer, but it was an announcement from Keanu Reeves and uh, I can't remember the other actor. Alex, but... Alex Winter. Alex yeah. Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah. So basically, they did confirm Bill and Ted Three is going to start filming soon and look to release sometime next year. <laughs> cannot freaking wait. I'm going to see it. 
<laughs> and my wife will gonna, drag me if I don't. So I'm like, I'm I expect nothing out of this, that. but but as long as it's like you know, just the, that Bill and Ted excellent. No, I think they even uh, they even got oh, I, I'm I'm like crashing on on the actor's name, but a uh, guy who played Death. And oh, two. yeah, what's his name? Oh, William Sadler. Yes, yeah. Apparently, he's tapped for reprising his role. So like, yep. oh, 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 you stuck my battleship. I wonder if they can call the guy that played Rufus. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> bad take, dude. Bad take. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like, yeah, what are they gonna do about that? Like, you know, are they gonna? Yeah. Have oh, maybe Death will, maybe Death will like, take his place. I mean, he did oh, in real oh, life. Could be. Could yeah. Who knows? Um, but then, but the next one uh, just gonna have a more hilarious. Doom oh, is apparently dude. getting another movie, <laughs> but this is a direct to video, no, and looks it looks so just looks as bad. So bad. <laughs> I know we talked. I'm 99 sure you and I talked about this on a previous episode. That looks like hot shit and garbage. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Please tell me it's produced by Yui Bull. I don't think it is this time. I don't oh, know how God. to say this without sounding like I'm joking. But I seriously think Bull would do a better job. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, dude. I, watch, I, I understand. Watch, I understand, but I don't know, man. Have you seen? Trailer. Have you seen Blood Rain? I've seen Alone in the Dark. Okay. Yeah, they're but they're you, both horrible. Okay. Far Cry. I mean, Far Cry had some redeeming factors. Anthony Bourdain was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, no, this this looks like something that even Bull would be like, yeah, I ain't touching that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll bring it back around to the, probably you know the big one, which is Avengers now less than a, just just less than a month away. Yeah, Avengers that's gonna be great. Endgame. So I think when Endgame comes out, I'm going to start the entire Marvel series. Apparently, uh, apparently, I've seen like two of them. There are some theaters that are that are doing a complete marathon. I think it's like something like fifty nine hours. I think Jeez. Uh, of all the previous movies, it's like holy crap. And I, I, I think, I, I think Avengers is now being slated at three hours. Oh wow! So, uh, wow. Prepare, prepare your piss bucket. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was like when when Lord of the Rings came out. Did you did did we go to that together where they did the marathon for Return of the King? Not me, no. No, I might have went with somebody else then. But yeah, when when Return of the King hit theaters, there were a couple theaters around here that that were actually showing all three. And that, um, that was like twelve, thirteen hours, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Well, yeah. all in uh, with the with Return of the King, obviously. Yeah, it was. That was, was a long trip. It <laughs> <laughs> was a long trip. I'll just say that. <laughs> but that's cool. That's very cool. Um, all right. Um, I don't know if we want to go too deep into the game releases because like, we're, we're kind of in between release weeks now. Like, Sekiro came out last week. Apparently, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, good. I, I would love to play it just like I'd love to play all the Souls games and I end up playing them for five <laughs> minutes and going, fuck this game. Um, I hear Sekiro is much more forgiving than your typical Souls game. So, see, I've heard it was harder. Really? Yeah, I, I, maybe it just depends on what review you read. But the one I read well, was like, I guess it does. It does play differently, so yeah. it might just be what people are used to versus what they're not. 
Yeah, I might give it a try if I can nab it on sale, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I've had Dark Souls 3, and every now and then I'm like, I'm going to install that, give that a try. And then it takes me a half hour to beat the first boss battle, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this game ain't for me. Yep. That boss battle's within the first five minutes of the game, and it's kicking my ass. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then I guess this other one might be you next, Satisfactory. Yep, Satisfactory, uh, also in early access. It's kind of a, a, a building game. Um, I think it's going to have survival elements, but it's in early access. Looks pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see a little more from it before I put down, only because I've done so many early access stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of following kind of following the same path. It's like, okay, I can see where it's going. I've you know, they have a roadmap, they have, they have a plan. But it's like, yeah, I'm gonna wait for them to, you know, build flesh out a little more before I put down it. But it's definitely it looks really, really cool. It's uh if you've ever played Factorio. I was gonna say it looks a lot okay. like Factorio. Yeah, it's basically it's basically a FPS Factorio. Oh, so cool. It, it's definitely okay. like, yeah, I want to get this game. It's just like right now, it's like, you know, you can only build to a certain point and then you're at the end of the content that's, you know, early yeah. access available. So it's like, okay, you know, I, it's on my radar very solidly. I just want to see a little more you sure, know, put in sure. or closer to launch maybe before I finally put down. So, yeah, my, my old coworker that works at the company, Travis and I worked at together is like obsessed with Factorio. Um, so I'm sure he's got an eye on this, but yeah, I've, I've never played that. I'm not sure if it's something I'd like, but I I might give it a try if I can get a hold of it cheap. It might be something I can become obsessed with. Who knows? <laughs> it, it seems like if you enjoyed like SimCity 2000, you'd probably like Factorio. Okay, well maybe I gotta give it a shot then. I I loved games like that, so I guess we'll see. All right, well, that is all the exciting stuff happening in games and movies and everything else. Uh, we do have some news. Ooh, that's what it's been missing this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Doot-de-doot. Yep. Um, so, obviously, it's kind of old news at this point, but Google Stadia has been announced. It is their game streaming cloud gaming service. Um... I know I'm at the risk of sounding very old. <laughs> but old man yells at clouds. I'm hmm. highly skeptical at this point. Um, for I mean, I, but I will preface with I think if any company could pull it off because they have shit tons of money to burn, it would be Google. Yep. Um, I think from the perspective of gaming, it's probably the only avenue that makes sense for another big company to come on board and compete in the quote unquote con- or compete in the quote unquote mm-hmm. console market and i think it makes more sense for google to use their already existing infrastructure than to try to build a console from scratch um so i could see why they're doing this but i feel uh i don't think the us broadband infrastructure mm-hmm. is there yet that that's my biggest clutch point of this. Like it, it not sounds great on paper and like, I would definitely want to like see it in practice, but it's like, it, 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 it's exactly that. Like, like the infrastructure is not there. Like, you know, not everyone has no, access to, not everybody lives in Austin, Dallas and yeah. uh, California. And even then, like, um, you know, some, you know, other, you know, it, it's not just being in a city, like some city infrastructure just, you know, just is absolute crap. 
Sure. Um, and so it's like, and even even within neighborhoods, I mean, you know, there's there's always like, you know, you know, right. I don't have those issues, but I've know I've known other people who've like lived in a neighborhood who's like, yeah, I, I have like fiber and the best thing ever, and then it's like, and the guy and like across four, the street has shit. Yeah, well, it was like, he's on well, the other side of the road. Well, it was, it was, it's that, and uh, you're all also on the same note. So, like, they, they always complain, like, it's, like, around 4 or 5 p.m. at, like, kind of, like, the start of peak time. And, like, all oh, my downloads go to crap. It's, like, because everyone's on the same node. It's, yeah. like, yeah, you're still dealing with the same problems. Like, it doesn't matter. You're on fiber. <laughs> yeah, like... not only that, you have that problem, and then you have data caps, mm-hmm. which yep. I'm, I'm still constrained by. And Google's like, oh, 4K streaming, really? How the fuck are you going to do that <laughs> with, uh, A, there are very few, I mean, I, I think my local ISP could have hold, could handle the bandwidth, but I would hit my data cap in, like, a week of solid playing. Exactly. Yep. yep. It's just not there yet, and I, I think... The only way I see this working is if Google realizes that six months in and says, well, you know, fuck you, U.S. broadband infrastructure, and then starts building their own. Well, I mean, and, they, they were, but apparently they stopped. Well, and so I, but that's the thing. I think if there's anything that's going to start that back up is this, because this is going to really give them a face-first, you know, face-first view of how bad the infrastructure is. Right. And yeah, it sounds great on paper, but you're not going to be able to support the insane cost of that infrastructure just on, you know, the five cities in this country and maybe eight rural areas that have half decent broadband infrastructure. It's just not enough. You're not going to have a a big enough customer base. I don't think they're going to be able to run this efficiently enough to gain back on their investment. I just don't think it's ready yet. And I know I know I sound old and like get off my lawn, but you know, I'm also very intimately involved in my career at points in the telecom and broadband infrastructure. And I know what it is and I know what it looks like. And granted, I haven't worked in that industry in about 8 years, but I can tell you with 100% surety, it hasn't changed. <laughs> it hasn't mm-hmm. evolved. Mm-hmm. They haven't upgraded shit. It's still running on the same old lines. They haven't really expanded. I mean, my, my area is a perfect example. They, they're offering faster throughput on the same highly stressed infrastructure with shitty data caps and for exorbitant prices. I, I mean, I, I, it's over 100 bucks a month uh, for a 500 meg down, uh, five, 500 megabit down, 10 megabit up connection. Over that's insane bucks. that is absolutely insane yep like i have i think i have 115 down 15 up for 45 bucks a month man i wish <laughs> yeah i mean nick knows i mean he lives kind of in the same i mean granted you're further south than me but we're dealing with the same yeah, shit same, same same thing yeah the exactly. same shithole company pencor like, who i yeah. hate it's like they're the passion. only ones around, and, and they know it, and they're like, "Oh, ho, ho, let's! Uh, this is the only price you can pay." <laughs> yep. Is that a, and, is that a Penn Teledata service company? Yes, Penn Teledata okay. is yep, owned by Pencor. They're owned what by Pencor. What a Pencor, bunch of garbage! And I hope they all wake up with syphilis. The executives. <laughs> I know the people working on the ground are doing the best they can, but you work for a shithole, unethical, horrible company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was so. Uh, 
when we moved uh, two years ago, my only requirement was we have to move somewhere where they have RCN. That was literally my only requirement. And we got it, and RCN is banging. Dude, they are fantastic. Yeah. Blue Ridge is a nightmare. PTD is a nightmare. They're all owned by the same company, and they have not done anything to further their infrastructure except squeeze the money out of everybody in these areas because they're the only game in town because I think they've literally legislated it so that nobody else can come in. Sounds about right. I hope they die. <laughs> I, I hope something horrible happens where that company just goes tits up and somebody else has to come in and take this over. They're horrible. Yeah. So yeah, Google Stadia. It ain't going to work around here. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, next news item, and I think I've, I, a lot of people are already familiar with this, we are seeing a, a surprisingly fast shift towards um, developers uh, going towards Epic Store exclusives. Maybe not unlimited exclusives, but timed exclusives. And I'm very surprised, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm very surprised at the speed of which Epic is starting to pick up very key releases and becoming a competitor with Steam in this space. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, just within the little... Since the start of the year, really, it's, I mean, it's come basically come out swinging, it seems, because, uh, like, the first game, at least for me, was Metro Exodus. Like, that, that was kind of like the first big, uh, you know, hubbub around that. In terms of like it was originally on Steam, you could pre-order on Steam, yep. and then I think was it a month ahead of time, uh, they announced like, oh, uh, we're launching on the Epic Store. Your Steam purchase will will be uh, uh, accepted. You know, it'll be it'll be you know transferred to Epic. Yep. Um, now for me, I actually didn't pre-order. You know, you know, like you were talking about earlier, how you know we're less liable to to pre-order stuff. It's like I was in the I haven't pre-ordered yet. I was like waiting for actually like launch week. Yeah. Uh, and thank goodness I did because I didn't have to go through the whole like switch over mess. Um, but you know, I still picked up Metro X. It's like, and I know some people are like, oh, if it's Steam or Bust, you know, it's like, it's like, from my perspective, it's like, I don't, I don't really care. I don't it's really like, care. I just want to play the fucking game. And supposedly there's rumors that the Epic Store spies on you, but let's be honest, like, there's probably things in Steam that I was going to say, you don't think thing. Steam isn't? Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. It's like, if you have installed something on your system, it's probably doing some kind of, like, you know, spooky spies. It is spy collecting stuff. data. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, welcome to the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that perspective, the same I person that'll don't bitch care. about that will go fill out a Facebook thing with, this first one, you know, your <laughs> name is this, and the last four digits of your security number are this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that, that, that's the thing too. Like, if you're you, if you're using Facebook, if you're using Twitter, it's like, give up now. It's like yeah, your just... information's out there. It's like, come on, <laughs> find a better battle. Not only that, using Google, like I Google one oh, thing yeah. on my phone, and all of a sudden it's becoming ads for me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it, it knows. It's, it's it all knows. interconnected. Um. If anything, like my only clutch point is like, okay, it's another launcher I have yes, to do, and my game my libraries are separated. So it's like, oh, I want to play this game. What launcher is actually under? Type of thing. Um, granted, most of the stuff is still on Steam anyway, but I could see over time, especially the way Epic Store is going, you know, I'll probably you know end up 
picking more stuff up via the Epic Store. I, you know, I'll go with like whatever's cheaper or yeah. whatever comes out first. You know, it, it, there's there's no preference on my book, but it'll Me be neither. a matter of like it'll be a matter of like where is this thing? But I mean, I have other games that have their own proprietary launcher. I mean, Warships has you know, War Gaming has their. How own. long have we been using GOG and GOG launcher? Yeah, GOG has theirs. Blizzard has theirs. Yeah, Battle.net. Uh, like Battle. Yeah, I yeah. Don't give a like, shit. The list goes on, so it's like I, I don't know. I feel like that argument is is a bit weak. <laughs> it's kind well, of a that straw man theory. Totally weak, because to me, it's like all right, I'm just installing another shopping mall rather than driving to one. And I can, <laughs> exactly. I can, I can sit on my fat ass and compare prices. <laughs> like, is it good inconvenient? Yeah, for about you know five seconds and taking yeah. to figure like, oh, it's not here, it's over there. Click, but click, it, go. Put, <laughs> click, click the checkbox to install an icon on your desktop and shut your fucking mouth when you install. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That way you don't even have to worry which one. It'll come up automatically. Mm. But I, you know, I, I will say all, <clears throat> I'm all for competition. Competition is good. I mean, you know, we're talking about like, you know, the, you know, the monopolies of the, of the, the, of the internet providers. Like, I, I think this, this is a helpful thing because I think uh, Metro, <clears throat> Metro being cheaper, like by 10 bucks or something, or. I don't know. Some some yeah. game was like ten bucks cheaper on Epic Store versus Steam. It's like okay, this is good. This is you know provide some competition. You know, yeah. Put 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 Steam on notice. They like I don't problem with that. Yeah, like, you're okay. not the only game in town anymore. And and maybe it'll help clean up Steam because let's be oh, honest, God. like Steam has been kind of a shit show in terms of like you know like there's what was it that one rape game that was yeah, and dude how many Russian... they did they didn't yeah. you know allowed to go out but still it's like why is that even on there like yeah. like come on. And all the Russian, like, shit show scam games, like, there's one... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just saw the other day, it came up in my feed, it was like, it was like Dharma Simulator. <laughs> and it was a complete ripoff of just the computer screen in Lost. Like, oh, un unlicensed, and it's like, what happens if you don't enter the number? And the funniest <laughs> part was the reviews just trashing it. They're like, A, this is intellectual property theft, B, it's a bunch of asshole Russians doing it, and C, they're like... It's literally just putting in the stupid numbers, and they're charging you fifteen bucks. Good lord! Yeah, I'm no. So I'm all about competition. I'm with you there, Travis. Do you have any take on that? Are you still there? All right, Did Nick. Are you still there? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Did Travis die? Hello. Travis. Earth to Travis. Somebody yep. Went, somebody, <laughs> went, somebody went for a pee break and didn't tell us. Yeah, I'm, I'm freaking tired. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. So maybe maybe I'll save my Quest for Glory retrospective. Um, and we'll do that old school review. We're going we're gonna, to uh, play with a new feature on the cast that Travis had recommended. I really love the idea of kind of doing a deep dive of one of the older games or game series that we love to play. And uh, I am was planning on kind of taking the helm here with the Quest for Glory series, uh, since I will be interviewing uh, Laurie and Corey Cole. But maybe that might be a little bit of overkill. Um, a, Travis falling asleep, and B, I'm going to be interviewing <laughs> them anyway. Uh, so maybe we'll save that for another time. Uh, normally from here we'd move on to voicemails. We actually have no voicemails this week. I think with packs and just everything else, um, and moving things around, we just really didn't have time to push out that we were recording. So 
If you do want to call and leave us a voicemail and answer our question of the bye week, you can call 610-810-1654 and leave your thoughts or rant about, you know, too many uh, game stores, whatever you want to do. And uh, we'll talk about it on here. But uh, at that, we'll move on to our final thoughts, conclusions, shout-outs, and uh, I, uh, I'll send it over to you first, Nick. Are you working on anything you want to promote or anybody you want to shout-out that you saw at PAX? Uh, shout out to all my viewers that came out and say hi. Like, it's always awesome to see you know some of the, some of the fans out there. Um, not working anything anything specific at the moment. Um, but uh, let's see what, what oh uh, what I'm gonna play. So yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna look to pick up Sekiro. I'm I'm gonna torture myself. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll probably look to do that uh, maybe starting next week. Uh, but like I said, I'm gonna look to you know get into the Borderlands, kind of re- re- revisit that. Uh, probably do that uh, later this week and check that out. So that, that's what's coming up on my stream. Nice, cool. How about you, Travis? A um, couple of promotions. Um, I have uh, gotten back into the YouTube game. Um, I am nice. actually playing. I am playing Disgaea and Shining Force Neo uh, for YouTube on separate channels. Uh, I'm I'm doing content for both my personal channel as well as the Good for Gaming community channel. Um, probably toss some links in the in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah. Put the links in Discord. I'll put them in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. And, check our uh, check our show notes on the post. And get the link. Yeah. Um, we doing shout outs now too, or, yep. okay. Uh, I want to shout out you guys for, uh, keeping this cast strong while I have been away gallivanting. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, also, uh, definitely shout out to you, Al, for, uh, for graciously letting me use your, your PAX pass over oh, the weekend, no even though I'm you were kind didn't of go to waste. screwed out of it. Yeah. Um, and then naturally, uh, shout out to everybody out there who's listening. Awesome. That's it. That's it for me. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow that up. Yeah, big shout out to the fans. Again, we just continue to grow, which is fantastic. Uh, uh, thank you all for everyone that had reached out and, and you know talked about the Christy Mark interview, said you enjoyed it. I was actually incredibly flattered. And that, that's actually how I got in touch with Lori and Corey Cole and their publicist, uh, the creators of Quest for Glory, as I mentioned before. Uh, they wound up listening to the episode because obviously they worked at Sierra with uh, Christy Marks and they were friends. And uh, they pushed the episode and said, hey, you know, check these guys out. They interviewed our friend Christy Marks and then they sent the little winky face and said, hey, we do interviews too. So I was like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a big shout out to them and Transolar Games. Um, you know, I'm so happy to see them still doing what they do awesome. And um, they're really keeping the torch going with uh, Hero U, which I'm excited to talk to them about. I've been playing the crap out of it. You can get it on GOG. You can get it on um, Steam. It's called Hero U Road to Redemption. It is the you know official Quest for Glory successor by Laurie and Corey Cole. Uh, there are so many Easter eggs in that game to the point where I'm, I'm determined to ask them, okay, does this officially take place in Gloriana, which is the world of Quest for Glory? Uh, I'm pretty sure that it does. So it's very cool to see, like, this is a direct continuation of that series, and if you liked Quest for Glory, you've got to check out Hero U. It's great. It's Quest for Glory meets Harry Potter, and uh, it's a ton of fun. So big shout-out to them. Sorry. Do you, do you think you can play Hero U without playing Quest for Glory? Absolutely. 
okay. completely. You, I mean, you won't. You, I mean, there'll be like a statue in the Hall of Heroes. You'll have no idea who it is. It'll just say, "Oh, this was this person. They did this." And okay. you'll be like, "Okay, that's cool." But if you played the games, you're like, "Holy shit! I talked to that guy!" Like, you know, it's it's nothing that you can't just pick up and play. So okay. yeah, that, it's actually thanks for asking that. Yeah, if you haven't played the Quest for Glory series, you don't need to. You can pick this up and have a ball with it. Cool. Um. Uh, shout out to our pals over at the Everyday Gamers. Um, always good to hear them, you know, pushing out an episode and uh, gaming with them, you know, gaming with Headshot, gaming with uh, Rockslide, and just all the crew over there. They're such great people. Um, a big shout out to our pals at Bad Fodder Figures. Um, sorry I didn't get to hook up, guys. And uh, again, I didn't get to go this year, but I do look forward to meeting you all and hanging out next year. And uh, looking forward to doing another game night soon. We'll have to figure something out. Uh, shout out to the boys over at Future Monkeys, Los and Beardy, and Scary, I should say, boys and gal. Uh, it was great to see they're back in the saddle. They're releasing episodes again, and they're a blast. Um, always fun. Yeah, Beardy McWhiskey and the Mighty Los and Scary. Uh, I, I, I didn't really, you know, I listened to that podcast the first time I listened to it was the last episode they did. And they were like, yeah, we're leaving and we're done. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry I listened. I scared them away. But uh, no, check out the Future Monkeys. They're great. And then um, obviously a big shout out to the, the crew over at Good For Gaming, uh, the charity group that Travis, Travis and I are both part of, the charity gaming group. Always positive, always, always working hard to raise money for Extra Life and other causes, able gamers. Uh, they, they, they are such great people working, you know, incredibly hard, having a blast doing it, but just really doing some good in this world. And it's such an honor to be a part of it and just see all the great stuff we've done already this year. And it just looks like it's going to be bigger and better. And, um, you know, they're awesome. Shout out to Good for Gaming. So that'll do it for shout outs and for episode 36. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go over to our game club uh, on Facebook called Tiny. Uh, uh, called the Save Point. That's at tiny.cc/savepoint. You can email us. Uh, we're the Retro Rents at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at the Retro Rents. You can talk to me directly at Retro Rents Al. Nick is at Black Eagle Ops, and Travis is at Soda X Bread. You got it. That's right. I still remember. Um, and also, we are on Twitch. I am also on Twitch as Retro Rents Al. Uh, Kyle is on Twitch as Kibis. Uh, Nick is on Twitch as Black Eagle Ops as well. Uh, Travis, are you just Soda Bread on Twitch or Soda X Bread? Shh. <laughs> 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 How do you I'm spell that? Uh, Soda X Bread. Oh, okay. No, I was putting in a bunch of Z's. Okay, yeah, you can also hit him up at Soda X, <laughs> Soda X Bread on Twitch. So, yeah, hang out with us and check out our streams. I don't stream very regularly. I'm going to try to do so more soon, so we'll see what happens there. But anyway, thank you for coming out. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being a part of the show. And for everybody that pushes us, gives us shout-outs, uh, we thoroughly appreciate it. And we look forward to catching up with everybody again on the next episode and hopefully we'll have another interview up soon until then play games and don't be dicks wise sage advice right there i know right nice and concise <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody till next time peace out peace 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 <laughs>